0: Diet starts tomorrow with hosts Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza And Aileen Drexler I'm gonna make you girls
1: a hump day treat
0: In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram Just doing my workout, Tuesday's arms and back But feels anything but in real life Is butter a carb? Yes This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie From people who understand the struggle
2: I am on the third day of my cleanse diet
3: Hello and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. And I'm Cameron. I feel like (laughs) Aileen. You are. You're my co host. I know. I know. I just love it. It's so fun. And we are back. We are back. I am so thrilled to be chatting with you, Cam. For those of you who are just tuning in, we are with Cameron Rogers, AKA Freckled Foodie. You might know her as her Instagram handle. And we have. Not talked in quite a while, but since we have, mm-hmm. you have become a mother to an adorable, beautiful son. And I am so excited and just curious to hear about everything that has been happening. I don't know how many people have been like following you actively, but you have been super open about, I mean, you were Instagram storing in labor. <laughs> I feel like I have become much wiser about. You know, pregnancy and postpartum because of like what you've put out there. So, I, and I know it's been challenging for you at times. So, thank you for, you know, speaking to that and being, you know, just being like honest about everything. But I don't even know what questions to ask you about pregnancy. And I feel this way and I feel badly about it, like with a lot of my pregnant friends, is that like I don't know. questions to ask and like, what you
1: don't know what you don't know. Right.
3: Right. Or like, I don't know, like, what does everyone want to be asked about or not? It's definitely like there's, it's a, a wild time. So
1: it's so wild. And a, I want to say thank you for feeling like my content has been informative for someone who hasn't experienced this yet, because For me, the reason I share so much is because I felt so blind going into this. And part of that is because I don't actively follow mom blogs or I, you know, I wasn't reading all the books. Like I didn't want to. Because that honestly, I think would have made me more anxious, but I did go in very blind. And I think there were so many surprises for me, whether it was throughout pregnancy or even like the labor and delivery process. And then especially postpartum that I'm like, why the fuck aren't more people talking about this? Simple things. Like I didn't know that such a small percentage of women's waters actually break. I thought that just happened to everyone. Like I didn't know that you can labor for so long i didn't know so many of these things and i felt that more people should be talking about them because from what i f- was consuming was all like pregnancy is amazing you know delivery is terrifying but you get through it and then postpartum you have this baby and it's wonderful and like that was not my experience on any of those fronts honestly but i also think that like for me the hardest part hands down has been postpartum and that was something that i really felt wasn't ever discussed enough how difficult it was. And I know people are talking about it, and thankfully the conversation is becoming more of an open one, especially lately. Um, but I've had a really hard time. I've struggled with postpartum anxiety and most recently postpartum depression. And it's fucking rocked me and has been a very eye opening experience and a very isolating experience. And for me, that is what pushes me to share whenever I'm going through anything because if there's someone out there who is struggling with the same thing and they're feeling isolated, I hope that one person I can help by sharing my journey and realizing for them
3: that they're not alone. Like there is someone else also going through this. So can you take us through like the, when you say it rocked you, like, what does that mean? Like
1: First of all, I was someone who like I always wanted to be a mom. I always knew I wanted to be a mom. I was so excited to be pregnant. It was this weird thing that I was like, "Oh, my body craves being pregnant." So I thought pregnancy was going to be awesome. And I fucking hated it. And not only did I not enjoy it, but then there was this like guilt compounded on top of it of like I can't believe you're not enjoying this. You're supposed to be enjoying this. Like society tells you it's supposed to be incredible. And like, you know, obviously I'm really grateful for the ability to have gotten pregnant, but I still just didn't like it. And I almost felt that way with postpartum where Liam was born and I fell madly in love with him. Like my postpartum depression has never been any emotions negative towards him, which I know women struggle with. And, you know, again, that shouldn't be something they feel shameful for. Like it's a chemical imbalance in our brain that is occurring during this time. Um, But I've always been so in love with him. And enthralled by this, and like I almost feel my most confident as a mother, but I feel like I've completely lost all other aspects of my life. I have no idea who I am. I am honestly just very depressed recently. i I'm coming at you right now from like a time I'm taking off of work. I'm taking off of social media. I just increased my medication dosage because I've started to realize like this is not a life that I should like this is not a life I want to be living or should be living, I shouldn't be suffering like this. The mix of emotions of feeling so grateful, so in love, and so high. And then 10 seconds later, so low, convincing yourself that everything is permanent. That's something that my anxiety does a lot. Like this is never going to end. You're always going to feel this way. Um, So tired, so hormonally confused. And then for me, what I've honestly struggled with the most is on top of all of this, on top of feeling sad and feeling blue and just... Tired and drained is the guilt. And I'm like, is he going to remember this? Is like, you know, I'm, I know he's not, but like, I'm, you know, playing with him in the morning and like, I can't even form words. Like, I can't speak. I can't smile. I can't sing. And then I'm like, is this what he's going to remember? And then I feel guilty that Joe has to quote unquote deal with this, even though he's been incredible. I'm like, this is what he signed up for. And I think it's so easy for us to spiral with those thoughts and like, feel
3: that guilt and shame. And so that's something I'm currently working through. I mean, as you're like saying this, like, I feel, I like, I really feel so, I feel your pain. Like I feels really, really overwhelming and something that like, I find sort of hard to wrap my mind around. And I, I, like, obviously I understand I'm not in like your shoes or any mother's shoes is why there is so much guilt around like various things. Like to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, you just went through one of the craziest things that you, the, the craziest thing a human body could do, which is create right. another human body. Okay. So you, you just did that. So to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like don't beat yourself up over anything. Like every, like everything you do at all is just plenty and I wonder like, maybe it's just cause I've never been in the position or because I've like really worked a lot on my perfectionism and like not beating myself up about anything. But I know that's also like a challenge of yours is like being kind of like a recovering perfectionist. And I just, I feel like what you're doing is so amazing. Like, like, is it hard for you to see?
1: Yeah. First of all, thank you. Um, Yes. It's very hard for me to see, because as you said, I am completely a recovering perfectionist. And this is something my therapist talks to me about every week where she's like, you need to reconfigure your expectations. And that's really hard for me because yes, I feel so confident as a mom and I feel blessed that I feel that way. I'm like, I'm really good at this, proud of myself, but my expectations for the rest of my life have maintained Where they were pre baby. And that's just not possible because he now is completely the focus, but also how much time he takes. Like, and even when he's not taking time, he is because I'm not able to fully rest because I'm still thinking about him or doing things for him, or, you know, we're not sleeping through the night always. So it's a time suck, obviously. But I also think that we see all these highlights and, you know, we talk about social media all the time when it comes to body image and so much. um, But that's honestly why I had to get off the apps for a bit right now, because I'm either seeing people who I know are mothers and what I see is them thriving. And I'm like, well, fuck, how are they able to do all this? And I'm comparing myself or I'm seeing non-mothers thriving in a business aspect who are potentially in the same industry as me. And that's where social media is extra difficult for us i think because it's like it's also our job so i'm also comparing my job against others in a sense and so then i'm like well fuck they're able to do all of this and i can't even do xyz which isn't fair and i realize it's unrealistic for me to even think but that doesn't mean that it still doesn't happen like inherently i can realize that it's a crazy comparison but my mind still goes there um so right now it's just best for me to step away for a bit and like honestly, I just felt like I was focusing so much on the outside world that I had lost touch with my inside self. And I think the other thing is that, and I feel this way with my anxiety to begin with, like mom or not, especially when you put COVID into the mix, it's the suffering Olympics. And it's like, well, someone always has it worse. And for me, my brain does go there often where I'm like, if How am I having such a hard time? Like, I have the financial means to care for a child. I have a job. My husband has a job. I have a partner who's in this with me. I have grandparents who are coming to help take care of Liam. We have now a babysitter. Like, how am I? How is this so difficult for me when people have it so much worse and they're able to make it happen and just make it work and they're not struggling? And I think that that's something I'm constantly reminding myself of is that mental health does not discriminate. And it's really easy for me to be like, well, if X, Y, Z person has it worse than I should be fine. And unfortunately that's not how our mental health works. Um, but that guilt is real. And like even today, just speaking on mom guilt and like mom shaming, I like was working out, This is the first time I've done this and I actually loved the experience, but I wanted to be outdoors. I wanted to get Liam outside. I wanted to exercise. So I brought him down to like one of the piers on the West side highway that has like the turf field. It was during his nap window. So like I put the stroller on the turf next to me, covered it with like one of the like light muslin blankets with like plenty of airflow around the sides. (laughs) And you you have to describe like the okay right you don't need to, you you kept no 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 because i you need don't need to, to tell describe
3: you it for i for do
1: because i'm working out and this man rollerblades by i'm like i can tell he's looking at us but i think maybe he's like oh look look at that like she's got her baby's napping and she's working out and i'm like ignoring him but he's still there and i look up at him and he's like uh ma'am is your baby able to breathe oh my like, god what i said yeah He's like, are you sure? Are you sure he can breathe? I said, what? Yeah, I'm sure. Like, yes, I'm sure he can breathe. And he's like, well, you know, moms these days, they wrap their kids. I'm like, fuck off. This man wouldn't. Yes, yes. And he wouldn't leave. Did you ask if he had a kid? No, because I was so annoyed with the whole situation. I just kept being like, he's fine. Thank you. Goodbye. Like, he literally wanted me to almost like lift it up to prove to him. I was like, dude, keep on walking. But I called my friend after. I'm like, tell me why this pissed me off so much because A, it's a look into like the you're always being judged and it feels that way but it's real especially and b it then created that voice inside of my head like am I doing something wrong Am I? is this okay like it's the constant doubt yeah I mean that is like horrible <laughs> that is like, wow
3: <laughs> I feel like I have so many different directions I can go in I with know. you where
1: do you want to go <laughs>
2: It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Small's. Small's cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like... You're a chef for your baby kitties, and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce.
3: First, my question is, you say you just got a babysitter. Did you have help from the beginning? Like, did you have a baby nurse? And like, what drove your decision? Okay. What drove your decision not to get one?
1: So the main factor is that I do not like people in our space. I just, I've always kind of been that way. I'm not great with it. Um, and, Right now, well, I don't know if anymore, but like when I gave birth end of May during COVID times, all of my friends that had night nurses, they had to stay in the house 24 hours because of COVID. And so that made it even more of a disinterest for me. Like, I don't know. Also financially, like I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. I do not judge whatsoever anyone who chooses to do this. I think it's a great use of finances. However, I just personally couldn't wrap my mind around it. And then the main other thing, and this, I don't want to sound like anyone who has a night nurse isn't doing this, but for me, I really wanted Joe and I to experience this time as a team, just the two of us. And I was like, I just want, like, I want to make sure, I want to see if we can do it, honestly. Like, I I just want it to be us. And I think that looking back, I'm kind of like, what are you fucking crazy? Like, who are you trying to prove this to? Why didn't you get a night nurse? And I think with the second child in the future, that'll be a different discussion. But I am kind of glad that we didn't because I do think it was a really great learning experience and bonding experience. But I mean, there are so many pros and so many cons of both sides. So no, we did not have help. Around month three is when I went back to work. I kind of like implemented a mini maternity leave where I was still on social media, but I didn't have any sponsored content and I didn't have any podcasts coming out. And then around month three, when I started to go back, my mom and Joe's mom started coming in once a week. And then we just two weeks ago brought in also a babysitter, like a mom's helper for a few hours, the two other days a week. So now like four days a week, we have someone here from like nine to four-ish.
3: You recently, as of like a few days ago, went on like a social media break and you know decided to like change your medication, which like I have so much respect for um, that, you know, a, that you're willing to like, just do it. And I shouldn't need to have this much respect for you for it, but you know, I know Thank it you. is challenging to talk about that and to like deal with again, I'm sure people and their are bullshit <laughs> about that. So what like ultimately drove that decision? Like what was kind of like the final nail in the coffin? And then like, how is it going so far?
1: So I feel like ever since I returned to, from maternity leave, I kind of felt like, why didn't I take more time? And going into maternity leave, I thought two months was going to feel like a really long time. Honestly, I don't really see many content creators doing a maternity leave. So I was like, oh, you're doing like, this is great. This is so long compared to what other people are doing. Again, it's, we're all figuring this out, especially in this industry. And it's not as if I was getting paid. So I also, yes, I could have taken longer, but I also wasn't financially benefiting. Like I do need to make money and support Like my half of this household. So, I, after going back, I kind of, I just felt really overwhelmed. I was so excited to go back to work when the time came. But then, when I was trying to do things, I realized like I had, I felt like I had no time because even when we do have people helping us, I'm still breastfeeding. So, you know, that's taking up a decent amount of time throughout the day. And it's hard. Honestly, because like when I'm working, I want to be playing with him. Like every time I do anything for work, I'm like, well, fuck, I'd rather be hanging out with Liam. And that's the bottom line. And that's what I'm struggling with the most because I didn't expect to be so all-consuming obsessed. I kind of was like, I'm going to do my work thing and then I'm going to play with him. And like, I can keep those lives separate. And I think that's been really hard for me. The last nail in the coffin was I kept feeling this pull to distance myself from social media. And I kept noticing that I was scrolling aimlessly and during times that I didn't even want to be. And I'd be breastfeeding or I'd be playing with him. And all of a sudden, I'd be like, why am I scrolling on Instagram? Like, wh- this is- A, this is not making me feel good. It's honestly making me feel way worse about myself. But B, it's taking away from this precious time with him. Like, w- what am I doing here? And that was like a big it sounds so stupid, but aha moment where I was like, this is not serving me. And also time is so precious with the newborn, not only spending time with the newborn, but also just like every minute of your day fucking counts. And I don't want to be wasting them scrolling on an app, looking at people I don't know or care about. I just honestly was really struggling on the other end. Mentally, I just was really depressed. And I was having a hard time getting out of bed. I was having a hard time not crying. I was feeling guilty over a lot of things. I was not feeling like myself. I I was just really, I just wanted to be happy again. Like that bottom line, I just was not happy and I just wanted to be happy again. And I'm a big proponent of your mental health being a priority and taking it seriously and I knew that if my leg was broken I wouldn't be going to try and still run every day and that's basically what I was doing with my brain. So I had I actually was interviewing a friend and she said like the brave thing to do is to wake up in the morning and to call your professionals and to ask for more help. And we had that conversation on like one of my down days. And the next morning I was like, you know what? I can't do this. Like who I'm trying to power through and I can't any longer. And so I called my psychiatrist. I had a meeting with her and I was like, I need to change my medication. And I called my management team who handles all of my partnerships. And I was like, I'm really sorry to do this. This is so hard for me as a workaholic, perfectionist, people pleaser, but you need to cancel all of my sponsor content for the foreseeable future. Like I don't have a date that I want to come back. I still am like TBD. And, you know, hopefully brands understand if they don't understand, they're not a brand I want to work with like bottom line. And then I was just like, I need to step away from social media. I want to my stories and it's hard for me because I love my community. I love sharing. I love bonding with everyone, but I need the time right now to focus on me and Liam and like separate and go inwards because it really felt like I was taking too much from the outside world and not enough from myself.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think that is like so clearly the brave choice. I mean, obviously it's really hard to get off social media. Like even there's all these like now reports that Facebook knows about how bad Instagram is for like teenage girls, mental health. And like, I don't see why it would be any different for moms. It's the same technology. You're also seeing, like you said, these like perfect women, like I'll say, like when I see like cute kids on social media, and like adore, you know, they're being like adorable. Like that's when I'm like, oh, it might be nice to like kind of have one. But like, that's when I think about it. I'm like, oh, though, th- like that's why you want one. <laughs> and then I have my own sort of like, <clears throat> but that's not really it. Like, it's like sometimes maybe if you get lucky and you have like a smooth sailing pregnancy and something that I think you said earlier was about like, you feel like you don't know who you are anymore. And another thing you said was that you are like so overwhelmingly like in love with Liam and how like amazing that feels. And do you ever like feel like maybe you just don't know who you are in the terms of like this professional, like to find yourself by your job sort of like capitalist attitude. And like, maybe you do know who you are Like it's just not like maybe it's like harder to come to terms with that it's like acceptable to like right now in this phase just be Liam's mom.
1: Yeah. I mean a hundred percent. And I think that this is something I've honestly been working on for the past few years. I forget, I think we talked about this when I was first on DST about me being like a recovering bitch. And Yes, (laughs) I think I've had this like, yeah. And honestly, I forgot to say like, that was another breaking point for me where I realized like I need to, like my mental health needs to become a priority is that I felt this like inner rage that I used to feel very, very frequently throughout my life um, where like, I just had a very short fuse and the littlest things made it feel like I was really going to snap. And it was one day I couldn't connect my headphones to the fucking Peloton bike. And I literally almost ripped the screen off of the machine and threw it out the window. And like, I turned to Joe, he was in the room and I was like, the rage I feel in my body and the intensity and the anger is so outlandish. And even though I'm aware that it's dumb and this is not important, I can't stop it. And I want to actually strangle something. And he's like, okay, we're going to take some deep breaths. But that was another thing for me. I was like, whoa, I remember these feelings and I don't like feeling like this. So I think I've had these evolutions of sorts throughout my life. And one that I struggle with a lot is that I am a bit of a workaholic and I tie a lot of my personality and confidence and everything to my work ethic and you know how I define success and what that looks like. And for the past few years, I've been trying to figure out what does that look like? What is my definition? What is actually important to me? And it's definitely changed in a more like, let's pull back the reins. It doesn't have to be as intense type of way, but I do think what I'm struggling with, I've also kind of fallen into this influencer thing. And it is still confusing to me because I still feel shame around the world word a lot of times. And I have so much respect for some people in this industry. And I'm so honored to be included in the same field as them, but I'm not going to lie. There are people in this industry that I'm like, I fucking hate that. I technically am like in the same bucket of what they're doing. It just, it, it seems very, it is like narcissistic, egotistical.
3: It's a lot of me, me, me. And that's like saying that like a mom and pop supermarket I, is in the same industry as like Monsanto, like, 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 it, and it's misogyny. I, I, yeah, I know. I really, yeah. but, but then I also like, I'm like, is
1: this, is this my career? Like I have these moments where I'm going to be at like a PTA meeting or whatever. And Liam's older and going to back to school, like, you know, whatever parent teacher conferences and meeting all these other moms and like, Oh, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm going to say I'm
3: a fucking influencer. Like, no, I think it's going to be like, so normalized by then that like there will maybe content creator. Like, I just think it's a different story. I also feel like at that point, people are gonna be like, Oh, she's the cool influencer. Like who knows? You know, the world could be on fire Might not even really, (laughs) I think honestly, where
1: this stems from is that I haven't felt as in touch with the content I'm creating lately. This is where it really gets down to is that I haven't feel, I haven't felt like I'm making a difference or that proud of what I've been putting out there because I felt kind of lost. Like, what is my path? What am I sharing? Who is my audience? What resonates with people? And instead of been getting too obsessed with, again, the outside world, what are other creators doing? How are other creators making it? Who's blowing up in the creator space and how? And I veered away from that. And I think that's why I'm having that existential crisis of like, is this what I'm actually doing? Because it hasn't been something that I'm proud of. So that's one thing. But then also like, I felt like I've lost my sense of self, even in the outside world, when you take work out of it, you know, I had these moments recently where I'm going to meet up with friends and I'll be so excited when we make the plans. Like, yes, I need to get out. I need to just like have a night away. And then the time comes and I'm an anxious wreck and Joe's having to give me a pep talk to leave the house. And I'm like, what, when did this happen? I think it's a mix of a like social anxiety due to COVID. I really think that that's part of it. Totally. But B, I think it's having these moments of like, I've changed And are my interests the same or am I still interesting? Who am I? It's a lot of those types of thoughts that I have to work through and that I'm trying
3: to figure out right now, honestly. No, I, I, I totally get it. And I really like, obviously have not been through the same thing, but I feel what you're feeling. Like I've had that feeling in my life. Yeah. Like all I've dealt with all that.
0: That's nuul dot com newly with two u's with code d s t twenty newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes.
3: Earlier, you said that like your anxiety convinces you that like it will always be this way, you will always feel this way. Liam is like really, really new. Like, I know. do you ever just sort? Do you ever like tell yourself like? maybe this is just like what we're doing right now. And like, maybe I can't like, maybe he's all I want to talk about. And like, I might be annoying to my friends, but like, I've been friends with my friends forever and they'll like be fine when I kind of like figure things out and like, you know, balance or not even balance out. Cause it's not that, but just like you find more stability in who like you are at this point. Like,
1: yeah, I think it's really easy to on one end be like, Liam is so young, like, you know, he's four months old, it's going to get better. But then at the same time, it's so hard to remember that he's only four months old, because you truly, I cannot remember what my life was before he existed. So it feels so permanent to me. And this time has felt so long and so fast at the same time. And when it feels so fast, I'm like, oh my God, what's happened? Like, I got to catch up. Holy shit. Like, wow, everything's changed really quickly. And, and then I, my mind starts going like, have I missed out on things? Have I missed things? Am I late to the game? You know, which is all not the reality, but your brain does not realize what is reality and what is anxiety. I mean, for me, I've always returned to a mantra honestly, for my entire life of this is temporary because it's really easy to convince yourself that the lows are permanent. And I just have to remind myself that like, the next hour is a new hour. The next day is a new day. And honestly, I really believe that you become a new person when you have a child and small things can change or really big things can change, but I do think you are different and you have to get to know that person because they're not the same.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's even a word for it that no one really seems to talk about. It's called matrescence and it's like the I don't know that word. Yeah. No one knows it. I, I, I really learned it in the past year and it's basically like the equivalent of adolescence for like when you become a mom and it's basically like, would you ever expect the same thing of like an 11 year old as you would have like a 19 year old or like an 18 year old, like the fact that no one even talks about that as being like a thing that women are going through and it's very invisible. Mm -hmm. The fact that that is never spoken about as like a reality, I think really shows how much thought is given to moms.
1: I mean, there's so much to say on that front. Also like, you know, you're at the doctor all the time when you're pregnant. And then when you deliver, you're at the doctor every week for a bit for the baby no one's ever focused on you anymore. Once that baby comes out of you, it's like, okay, see you in six weeks. Like call us if you pass a blood clot larger than a fucking golf ball. That's what they say to you when they like discharge you from the hospital. No one tells you how to be a mom. Like there's no playbook or guidebook. I literally was talking to my best friend about this this morning. I'm like, if someone could just give me a book, I would follow it and I'd be really fucking good at following it. But like you're discharged with no real direction. They don't even tell you a feeding schedule to feed a child. Like it's crazy to me. And there's just no focus on the mother and especially her mental health. And like you go to your six week checkup. And I remember I love my doctor, but she checked my vagina and she's like, okay, you're good. You're cleared for normal activity. I'm like, well, what the fuck is normal? Well, what like, just happens? to me? Happens nothing. To me in my life is normal. Like, what do you mean? I like, you okay, mean, fine. You can, like, work out. Like, wait, when, when am I working out? Or like, you can have sex. Well, I don't want to fucking be touched. So when, when am I having sex? Like there's, it's so
3: crazy to me. So what's like the most surprising thing to you about the whole, all everything, the past year of your life, what has been the most surprising thing?
1: That. There isn't more of an appreciation or an like respect for everything that these females go through to produce a baby. For instance, throughout my entire pregnancy, I work from home. I had this moment of realization during the first trimester where I was sick 24 hours of the day that. When I used to work in corporate office, the woman sitting next to me who was pregnant before I even knew she was pregnant, because we're not supposed to tell people during the first trimester, was dealing with this. And I just was not aware of it. And I couldn't support her. And I did support her. And then you get to the end. And I remember Joe and I walking around when I'm nine months pregnant. And he's like, I can't believe that for so long, I've been working with females who are in their ninth month of pregnancy. And I've just been like, oh yeah, they're pregnant, whatever. And not thought more about what they're going through and how fucking difficult this is for them and how they might be working up until the day they're delivering. And if they're not working, you're still just going about life. And then after the fact, you know, maternity leave is a joke in this country. And then when they cut and paternity paternal leave is even more of a fucking joke because Joe gets two weeks. Okay, fine. You expect him when he goes back to work, A, like you think he's even like normalized after two weeks, but then B, you're just assuming that I'm able to do everything on my own now. Like all of that then falls on me as the mother. So that was really hard. But also just the return to the real world, quote unquote, whether it's working or not, it's just like, oh, you had a baby? Congrats. Okay. So there's no respect. I do not think that the birthing people are given the respect that they truly deserve.
3: There's no real even decision around it. I mean, and I'm not talking about like, yeah, we can talk about like abortion rights and whatever and all of that, but I'm talking about amongst the people who are making the choice to have a baby or not. There's no like, it's always this assumption. Like you're going to have a baby. Like you get to a certain age, you've been married for a certain amount of time. Oh, like when are you going to have a baby? Like, are you like there's, it's never, are you going to have a baby? Like, I have a podcast
1: episode coming out on this with someone who's like consciously deciding whether she
3: wants to have kids or not. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing the same thing. And like, honestly, like my, I feel like when I hear, you know, things from my pregnant friends, like it's weird. I almost relate more to the baby than or to, the, to like new moms, like I relate more to like the baby than I do to the mom, and I know that's like a weird thing to say. No, but like, like when in what my, sense? In the sense of like, I feel like I see everything that like new moms are doing is like so amazing, and like anything they're doing is like good enough. Mm-hmm. I think about like my mom who recently, here's why he won't remember it. My mom like recently told me that my parents were in like couples therapy when I was like one, like not even one. I don't remember that. It's like, right, you know, and I think about like, okay, like my, I had like not an easy first year of life when like you're forming your attachments and all this stuff, but like I turned out like, okay, you know, and like, and it just sort of makes me realize like a mom that's like good enough and like trying her best is like, probably going to make like a great kid you know yes and like you beating yourself up about like you know am I not singing enough to him like I am I I don't give you I don't like think like oh you're so crazy for beating yourself up about that but like I feel terribly that you are Mm -hmm. like even when you're not vocalizing it in every single moment of the day like you're doing okay thank You you you
1: Again, it comes down to expectations, yeah. Like we've created these impossible expectations to quote unquote, have it all. And you can't like, I'm sorry, you can't. Like it maybe you have certain things at certain times, but we've created this false reality and depiction of what the perfect mother looks like on social media. And whether people mean to or not, you know, I even get messages being like, it's so interesting to hear you speak about this because when I watch your content, I'm like, damn, she's got it together. And then I hate that, like, somehow I'm making someone else feel less than because, again, A, most of us are showing our highlights, but B, too many of us are comparing to others instead of focusing on what's working for us and what is making us happy.
3: Also, like, not only are we not taking in truly 24 hours of any given person's day, but we're, just taking in like snippets of all this different stuff and it doesn't get integrated. It's like, Oh, this person has a full life of like X, Y, and Z. Like, you're just seeing her at her kid's b- first birthday party and it's nice. Like, and then right. you're seeing another first birthday party and then it's like, everyone's having beautiful first birthday parties, but like, no, like that's not really what's happening. Like three people had a nice first birthday party and like the rest of them didn't show what was going on. And like, that's okay. Yes. And And I also think this is a whole other conversation, but
1: like the amount shared of children on social media and like, I've been very conscious about, I honestly don't want to share a lot of Liam. Like I really, I'm open about sharing my experiences and my emotions and like what's happening, but I'm like really, really protective over him way way more than I could have ever imagined. And part of it is, Protection and part of it is like, but I want this for us. Like this is my, this is our sacred thing. And I I'm like selfish. I want to have all of him. I don't want to share him. It's it's so interesting to unpack.
3: Right. You also have to wonder where that conversation will end up in like a few years in terms of like totally. consent and like the child's not consenting to be like, you know, if the if they were using an advertisement, you know, they would have to consent. So I don't know. I, I wonder about that too. I feel like I wouldn't be able to like help showing my kid like it's, I did all this birth. Yeah. Like you got at
1: least get me the likes. Well, it's it's honestly hard sometimes and like I did share him a little bit in the beginning and now I haven't really been sharing him at all. It's hard because I am like you're the fucking cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life and like I just want everyone to see how adorable you are, but then I'm like I actually want to keep this for myself and I also think like I started to notice the time I did share him it would like blow up and I'm like well now I feel almost uncomfortable because I'm like am I is this now being used for clout
3: like I don't want to fucking use my kid for clout and like I don't think it's like for clout but people are excited they want to see your like a new baby's exciting. I get that but I do think
1: that there are like as a consumer sometimes I see certain Like things being shared. And I'm like, this just seems a little excessive from my perspective. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm way more protective than I ever could have imagined with him. And also like we had one photo of us. I shared one of the few photos of his face on my feed was used on like some daycares, Instagram being like, oh, summer days there. Like, and I was like, now Liam's face is on their page. They didn't ask. So I messaged them and I was like, take down this photo. Like what the fuck? Yeah. That's definitely a violation. (laughs) But, but unfortunately once it's out there, like you could, that's the thing you can't control it once those things are out there. So that just kind of like confirmed a lot of my, I want to keep this to us mentality.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you're doing a great job of like making choices that are like well thought out and there are for you you. and like- everyone's different. Yeah, I mean, it is a challenging time and I, I know that you feel like you're going through, you know, the worst, you know, the most biggest roller coaster and I really truly feel for you. But like, I just want you to know that I think you are doing an amazing job. You're in the thick of it, but like you will- you know, get through it. And
1: it, it does help. And I do want to say also, like, I know I've been expressing this down period I've been in for anyone who is also in it. I just want to share a few things that have helped me.
3: Yeah. And I'm also, I would also love if you could tell me, like, what does, what do you want from like a friend with no baby? Like, you know, yeah. Cause it's, it's hard. Like, I, I now have reflected back on a lot of my friendships.
1: Who had kids before me. And I'm like, well, fuck, I wasn't actually there for them because, like, I didn't
3: know what to do. I thought I was, yeah, it's hard. I'll say, like, I don't really know how to be there for a friend who, like, is in that position. Like, I don't know what, yeah.
1: As a friend who is trying to be there for someone during their pregnancy or specifically the fourth trimester postpartum period, I think one of the most beneficial things is checking in in a way that's like, how are you in this moment? Because, you know, people are like, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? And I'm like, well, where do I even begin? So just sending a text, like, good morning. I'm thinking about you. I hope you're having a good morning. Call me if you need anything. And when they respond, like, how are you feeling at this time instead of how are you doing? Like in a weird way, being more specific is helpful of like in this exact moment, what emotions are you feeling? Because you could have had a really bad night and you could be really, really not well at that time, or you could have a really good day that day. And then also just like offering assistance as much as you can, because when you're in it, it's hard to ask for help. My older sister has done an incredible job of this. Like She'll come over to the apartment and she'll just start doing things. She just She doesn't even ask. She just starts emptying our trash she just starts doing our laundry. She's like seamless delivering me coffee and bagels on a random morning, just being like, I'm assuming you're tired and you're hungry. Um, like new parents cannot get enough food. Like the last thing you want to think about is what you're doing for dinner. So the, I would say the most beneficial gifts we've been given are like, Hey, I want to send you dinner tonight text me your order from XYZ restaurant or like, can I just send you something? Do you care what it is? Just doing small things. We're honestly just being like, hey, do you want me to come sit with the baby while he sleeps so that you can go into your bedroom and nap? or you can go get your nails done, or you can go fucking for a walk and get a coffee on your own. Like, that's huge. And I've had friends offer to do that. Like, I just want to come into the apartment. I'll sit. I'll hold him while he sleeps. Just get out. So like specific offers rather than... What about like a general... Specific offers rather than what can I do? Because when you say, what can I do? Like some women or parents. Yeah, it's like where the
3: list is so long. I don't even know where to start. Also, like you are there you as the asker who may not like know how to like handle a baby. Like maybe you aren't the person who can handle sitting with a baby. Cause you don't know how to do a baby. Of course you can, You but you know how to order seamless,
1: you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. But also like really small things, um, doing some form of movement for five minutes, like literally five minutes makes a difference. Finding something that I enjoy doing, in a movement sense and trying to do more of it. And then this sounds so silly, but did you ever take the class by TT? Have you ever done that workout? No. Okay. What is it? It, uh, It's the class by Taryn Toomey. It's like in Tribeca. It's like a very visceral reactive exercise. It's like, you're in this room, there's a big mirror. It's like a lot of like, kind of almost screaming and moving. It's amazing. It's a therapeutic experience. It's unlike anything else I've ever done. And the act of movement and dance has helped so much. And so this sounds wild, but literally every morning recently, I've been putting in headphones out. I try, I really am trying to meditate again because I realize how much that that has impacted me over the past four months, not meditating, but I put in headphones and I play very loudly, specifically the song um, Shake It Off by Florence and the Machine. And I just fucking jump and shake and dance on my own in a room alone for the full song. And like it provides this cathartic therapeutic experience that I can't explain for me specifically. And I truly think it has made a big difference, along with my new medication um, and cold showers. <laughs>
3: That is, you know, it's funny. I know Lisa Haim used to put on her story, like the wake and shake. And I did yeah. it a little bit and it actually really works. And I imagine like, you're not doing, like, you're not generally doing as much movement. Yeah. So that also must- just dancing, like feels like child and
1: free and like fun.
3: Yeah. Okay. Before we end, I want to know, like, what is your favorite thing about being a mom? The fact that a, I created a human
1: that is my favorite human in this world. And like, I have so much pride in the fact that I actually made him in my body and brought him into this universe. That is wild to me. Um, And just the overwhelming joy I experience from when he smiles at me and that he's obsessed with me. Like I just, the fact that this kid loves me so much, it makes me cry every day. I just, it, it, I can't explain it. It's the best feeling in the entire world.
3: That's really adorable. Well, Cam, thank you for coming on here, being so vulnerable, breaking your little social media break-even for the conversation. I, you know, I loved that we got to talk about this, and I am so excited to see you in person and hang out with Liam. Although I'm not going to make you leave your house. Oh, so no, I love leaving the house. It's you helpful. Don't have to do <laughs> and thank you so
1: much for having me. And thank you for also being there for me. You've been incredibly supportive during this time, and I really appreciate it.
3: Thank you. I've tried. I, again, like I told you, like I don't know what moms want. Like I, yeah. So I've been great at that. All right. So everybody go follow Cam on at Freckled Foodie. She might not be posting for a little bit, but that's okay. You I'll will probably be back by the time
1: this maybe releases. I don't know. But
3: if I'm not, I'll be back soon. Okay. So maybe she'll be back. Maybe she won't, but go follow, check out Freckled Foodie and Friends podcast. And um, obviously be sure to follow us at diet starts tomorrow on Insta um, at Sammy on Instagram as well. Maybe send Alina a note, ask her if you can send her any food now that you know the best way to a new mom's heart. And um, of course, email us, dear DST at Betches.com. Please rate review and subscribe write a nice review, please. And please, um, please. We're
0: always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacy Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and send us your emails to dst at betches.com. batches